electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we usually bring you in-depth, candid conversations with CEOs, entrepreneurs, thought leaders from interviews recorded in front of live audiences at CNBC's live events. However, as we all navigate the pandemic and practice social distancing, we're conducting interviews remotely and bringing you those conversations here on this podcast. Today, you'll hear a conversation with Dr. Giovanni Caforio, the CEO of Bristol-Myers Squibb. He engineered Bristol's massive merger with Celgene last year and is in the midst of a big transformation at the company. He's also the chairman of the industry group Pharma. He was interviewed by my colleague Jim Kramer at CNBC's virtual Healthy Returns Conference on May 12, 2020. Dr. Giovanni, how did we get here? I need your advice. The world needs your advice. You're a doctor. You're head of a major pharmaceutical company. And it's a scary time. And the only people we have to look to are people like you who are being thrust into a position. You're a CEO, but now you're much more than that. What do we do? What do we tell our kids? Jim, thanks for having me during these really important times. So first of all, let me say I am a physician. I'm a believer in science. And so I'm optimistic. Uh, When you look at the polls, uh, the public is really counting on the government and the industry during this time of crisis. And uh, the biopharmaceutical industry can play and is playing a really important role. That's who we are. And this is what we do. We've had health uh, crisis before, uh, and we've been able to work together and develop the right medicines uh, and the right vaccines to overcome issues. And uh, this is what we are doing now. I see an unprecedented level of cooperation between companies in our industry. We are working with the FDA, the National Institutes of Health, the Gates Foundation. We're coming together to bring Uh, resources and expertise together. And we are making great progress already in a short period of time. For us uh, at Bristol MySquib as a leader in the industry, uh, we are also playing an important role. uh, And it really is for every patient, not just for patients infected uh, and impacted by COVID. Uh, We are accelerating Uh, the pipeline uh, medicines that can be helpful in the treatment of some of the effects of the disease. Uh, We're helping patients with uh, our medicines. Uh, And uh, of course, we're very present with helping our communities uh, everywhere we can. So I can say uh, I am uh, uh, really optimistic about how we are coming together to manage this crisis. Well, I don't want to create any false optimism. I feel that... uh from the very beginning, uh, we were behind. Uh, when I say we, I mean the world. This is such a terrible illness. We didn't seem to be able to realize how nefarious it was. Do you think we've caught up to it? Do you think that we're on to this to this terrible illness and we're starting to see what it, 
what terrible things it can do and we're going to be able to blunt them. Well, first of all, one of the things that we are doing is we are, we are learning and uh, the adaptability and the, the ability to learn uh, from experience is really important today. I think it's going to be uh, incredibly important going forward. There is progress with the development of diagnostics. Uh, that is a critical component. Uh, and also we are seeing companies in our industry come together to start clinical trials with potential new treatments for the disease. So the same is true for vaccines. And so uh, I believe we are making progress. It will take some time. Uh, uh, at the same time, I believe it really is important to continue to work together. In our industry, we have a lot of experience and we bring in that uh, to the table in order to advance uh, the solution to this uh, very terrible pandemic, as you said. Now, uh, for example, I know uh, we have done work with Plaxo and Sanofi. They're not friends, but they're teaming up. You're giving away a thousand compounds in your discovery library. I mean, that's sacred stuff, but you're just opening it up because you want to solve this, solve this pandemic. Yeah, Jim, we're doing a number of things. So we did make uh, a thousand compounds from our library available to external researchers to investigate whether they can have a role to play. We also have a number of medicines that are on the market already that can be tested because they're potentially active against some of the inflammatory symptoms of the disease that are so severe. Uh, and we're working uh, with other companies to initiate clinical trials together. Uh, we are also, as an industry, uh, beginning to look at manufacturing capacity so that uh, we can bring that together uh, when uh, a new treatment is developed uh, and is proven to be effective with patients. And so there is a lot going on, but I think what's also important is to continue to really focus on every patient. And so in our case at Bristol Myers Squibb, for example, we took action early on. We understand uh, that because of the economic consequences of disease, uh, patients uh, may struggle. We wanted to make sure that no patient had issues accessing one of our existing medicines. And so we expanded our patient support program early on in the US so that any patient that has lost uh, uh, the job and potentially healthcare coverage because of the pandemic, they will receive uh, Bristol Myers with medicines for free. So there are multiple ways in which a company like ours uh, is taking a leadership role and helping with the pandemic. And they go all the way th from research to the medicines that are already approved in the marketplace. Coming up, is the pharmaceutical industry's response to the pandemic changing its sometimes damaged reputation? Stay with us. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. FedEx. 
Welcome back to the keynote. I'm Tyler Matheson. You're listening to a conversation between Bristol Myers Squibb CEO Giovanni Caforio and my colleague Jim Kramer. It was recorded during CNBC's Virtual Healthy Returns Conference on May 12, 2020. Let's talk about people. I've gotten to know you. I know the people who run uh, pretty much every single major pharma and the people before you. I've always felt that the industry attracted some of the greatest minds, terrific people. Bob Yugi, uh, the man who really made Celgene take off before you bought that fabulous guy. Uh, I've known um, the C- uh, Roy Vagelos. I knew him at Merck. I mean, these have always been amazing people, and yet the industry has gotten bad name after bad name after bad name. Why did it take a pandemic for people to figure out who you really were and who you are? Because you're the same people the whole time. You've always felt like this. Now you've given a chance, but why did it take this? Why didn't people know that you guys are the good guys? Well, Jim, let me say, first of all, that we have been focusing on patients for a long time. Uh, and the innovation that has been developed, thanks to uh, the work of our researchers and the people in our industry, has, has helped address so many diseases over the years, from HIV AIDS to hepatitis uh, C, and of course, infectious diseases from MERS and, and SARS and influenza. Uh, I know there is increased appreciation for the role we play. I think it's really important. We have a major role to play in addressing this epidemic. And uh, the level of cooperation between our companies in the industry, uh, it's really unprecedented this time. The level of resources, expertise we bring into the table, uh, the way in which we're working together with other stakeholders, uh, I think that is unprecedented. Uh, and I'm seeing great progress to, uh, already. So I know that uh, we're all focusing on patients. Uh, and we're trying to make progress as soon as possible. But that's really who we are as an industry. That's what we do. It's the same mission that animates uh, Bristol Mice. We've, we've never stopped working during the entire pandemic. Our essential workers have remained uh, in our manufacturing plants, and we've continued to deliver medicines to patients around the world. We've continued to focus on advancing our, our pipeline because there are new medicines that will be needed uh, by patients in the future. Uh, and I'm really proud of what our people at Bristol Mice Quib and across the industry, really, uh, what we're accomplishing. Well, I'm glad you brought up what you're doing at Bristol Myers Squibb because I think that you've got, at full disclosure, my travel trust has a big position. I think you've got the most underappreciated uh, pipeline. Now, maybe that's because of the merger with Celgene. Maybe people didn't realize some of the things you're working on. But maybe you can just tell the audience the the pipeline is full and it looks to me like you have many very big drugs that we're going to see in the next four or five years. Well, Jim, thank you. First of all, uh, as you know, just a few days ago, we reported our first quarter results. It was a really important quarter because it was the first quarter for the new Bristol Myers Squibb after the acquisition of Celgene. It was a great quarter. We had... uh, $10.8 $10.8 billion in sales for the quarter, which represents a pro forma growth of 8% uh, for our business. We did well uh, across the board. I'm really proud of how our people are continuing to execute during this time. The, the great thing about the quarter was the progress we made with the pipeline. Uh, we had the approval of a very important medicine, uh, Ziposia, uh, Ozanimod, that you know well, Jim, 
and it was approved by the FDA patients with multiple sclerosis. We had the approval of another medicine called Reblozil, uh, which is really important for patients with uh, myelodysplastic syndrome. These are patients that have anemia and there has been no new medicine approved for many, many years. That was approved by the FDA. We advanced Obdivo with two positive phase three clinical trials in kidney cancer and a really serious form of lung cancer called mesothelioma. Uh, I uh, am really proud of the progress we're making uh, with the pipeline and we're executing really, really well. You know, we are in the middle of an integration and actually uh, the integration has been accelerated by what is happening because as we work together remotely uh, and uh, focusing on helping patients during the difficult time, uh, our people have come together even faster. We're creating one culture for the new company uh, really, really well. So um, the pipeline is, uh, is progressing really well. Uh, Bristol Myers is a leading biopharma company. We're very well positioned for the future. Still to come, Giovanni Caforio on the most important drugs in Bristol Myers Squibb's portfolio. Don't go away. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome back to the keynote, everybody. I'm Tyler Matheson, and you are listening to Bristol-Myers Squibb Chairman and CEO Giovanni Caforio in conversation with my colleague Jim Cramer. They spoke at CNBC's Virtual Healthy Returns Conference on May 12, 2020. Giovanni, you have a drug that I think is radically underappreciated. It's something quite unusual, I think, in pharma. It's a vastly superior drug to others in its category. And yet people, it took a little while. I know maybe five, six years to recognize Eloquence. I think it is best in class. I don't, tell me why that shouldn't have 100% of the market when you look at the data. Well, Eliquis is a, is a really important medicine. It's one of the most important uh, medicines uh, for Bristol Myers Squibb. More importantly, is the leading medicine around the world for the prevention of stroke in patients with atrial fibrillation. It's a very serious condition that affects millions of patients. And Eliquis is the market leader because it has uh, a best-in-class profile in terms of efficacy and safety. Uh, it's being adopted increasingly uh, everywhere uh, in the world, not just in the U.S. It's the number one new oral anticoagulant in, in the United States, in a growing number of countries around the world. And uh, there is more potential for growth, in fact, because uh, really of the strong efficacy and good safety uh, of Eliquis, we're seeing continued growth. And there is further opportunity in the future. There are many patients that are not uh, being treated uh, appropriately yet. And in fact, there are many patients with atrial fibrillation that have not yet been diagnosed effectively. We are 
partnering with the technology companies, one Fitbit in particular, where we are experimenting with uh, uh, devices that can help early diagnosis of atrial fibrillation. So Eliquis is doing really well. It's the number one new oral anticoagulant in the world, but there is significant opportunity to continue to grow uh, in the future. It's one of the most important medicines in our portfolio. Uh, when you bought Celgene, all I kept hearing was it's replimid, it's going to go off patent. Uh, it, it, it's not going to be able to be something that is going to be long lasting. And the rest of the stuff is not worth anything. You're proving right now that, that, that the view on both replimid and on the other compounds is wrong. Uh, you know, Jim, I, I'm really proud of our people and everything we've accomplished since uh, uh, the acquisition. The performance of the business has continued to be really strong across the board. On all value drivers for the acquisition where we are executing well, the pipeline is progressing. Uh, the approvals of new medicines uh, in the first quarter are really uh, a demonstration of the strong focus we have on the pipeline. We're also doing well from an integration perspective, and we are on track with uh, uh, the $2.5 billion in synergies uh, during the first three years. The company is in a really strong uh, financial flexibility with lots uh, financial position with lots of flexibility. So uh, the, the execution uh, in the new company is really strong, and uh, uh, I believe that as a leading biopharma company, we're very well positioned. So uh, the pipeline is, is doing quite well. Now, I know that you talked about uh, science and government working hand in hand. I think a lot of people in America are discovering, uh, rediscovering science. When we were going to school and we were little, we knew that the scientists were the smart ones. We knew we all wanted to be scientists, but not everybody was smart enough. And then we got diverted. A lot of people went to law school. They went to business school. Then they went into social media. Do you think it's possible, doctor, that what is happening right now is people are rediscovering the basic goodness of science and making a difference, making not just money, but a difference. Well, Jim, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is what we do uh, uh, at Bristol Myers Quib and in uh, companies in our industry. It's about science and it's about innovation uh, and bringing new medicines to patients. So, of course, we are enthusiastic about what we can do, uh, particularly in a time uh, when there is a health crisis we are even more focused on uh, uh, bringing our work forward and making a difference uh, and making a difference for patients. I'm a physician by training. I've been in this industry over 30 years. Uh, I can tell you every time I have an opportunity to speak to a patient, uh, it gives me extra energy and it motivates me to continue to work. I am hearing from so many patients this day, even if I'm uh, working remotely, patients are reaching out to tell us they really value what we do. And so this is a time for our industry uh, and uh, uh, companies like Bristol MySquip to step up uh, to the challenge, work together and demonstrate what we are capable of when we work together. That's our industry. That's what we stand for. Uh, that's what we are. Uh, and this is a time in which the value of science and innovation, it's becoming very clear. As you mentioned, it is a difficult time and we should not underestimate the challenges uh, of the current situation, but ultimately it will be science that helps us uh, uh, solve the issues we're, we're facing today. I'm not, I don't want to put you totally on the spot, but do you think there ever will be a vaccine for COVID? 
You, you know, Jim, uh, as you know, Bristol MySquib is, uh, uh, does not have a focus on vaccines. I do know uh, that many companies in our industry do, uh, and they are working together, uh, not only between companies uh, to develop a vaccine faster, to learn from each other, to make sure the right uh, manufacturing capacity is available. There is cooperation with uh, uh, various institutions uh, around the world. Clearly in the US, there is a lot of activity. It will take time, but I am confident that uh, we will have uh, a vaccine developed. That was Dr. Giovanni Caforio, CEO of Bristol-Myers Squibb, speaking with my colleague Jim Kramer at CNBC's virtual Healthy Returns Conference on May 12, 2020. For more information about CNBC's upcoming virtual events, we'd love to have you join us. Visit CNBCEvents.com. The keynote is produced by the CNBC Events team. I'm Tyler Matheson. Take good care, stay well, and thanks for listening. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.